Welcome to the Business in Vancouver podcast. I'm Haley Wooden. I'm Tyler Orton. And this podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Well, our next guest is Misha Steiner. He's the CEO of Ossense, and it specializes in smart grid analytics. It helps reduce power theft as well as reduce energy loss. Misha, I want to thank you for joining us on the show. We're going to have a discussion all about the clean tech industry here in Canada. But sorry, once again, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me today. So tell us a little bit about what you know, you guys are up to how it really kind of fits into the picture with regards to this whole clean tech discussion that we're going to have here. Uh, I'd be happy to tell you more about Ossense. Uh, so what we do is we do grid analytics for electric utilities. And uh, the electrical utility industry and the electrical grid is uh, humanity's largest machine. So as you can imagine that, uh, you know, trying to optimize such a Big system uh, takes a lot of resources, takes a lot of uh, takes a lot of analytics, takes a lot of data, uh, and that's what we do. We look at all the data that's coming from the from the system, and we help to provide um, predictive analytics, prescriptive analytics, um, using latest technologies of IoT and AI to really hone in on where the problems in the system within the grid actually are and help to make recommendations of how to optimize those over time. So who would be maybe a typical client or, or who is the market that you're trying to reach out to? Yeah, so our, our customers are electric utilities. Um, so we have utility customers in North America, Europe, uh, Latin America, Africa, actually, as well. Um, so we're pretty, uh, we're quite a global global company. And uh, and so those, those companies that are operating the grid uh, are our customers. One of the reasons we wanted to bring you in is having a discussion about where Canada stands right now as an industry with regards to clean tech. I mean, Haley, you and I, we've been discussing it a lot since you know um, the last federal government came into power, and they really mm-hmm. emphasized this kind of green agenda and this clean tech agenda that they wanted to push forward. I'm wondering, just from your perspective, have you seen changes in the industry just over the last two and a half years? Has that new government you know, put into play any things that are affecting you guys in, in positive ways or even creating challenges that you may not have expected? Well, I think I think if we take a step back and we say, okay, what is the rest of the world doing, right? I think um, if you look at other nations, they have really accelerated their uh, their investments in clean technology. And Canada has a tradition of actually um, phenomenal innovation, and especially in clean technology. So I was just in San Francisco at the Clean Tech, uh, clean tech Forum, um, where 13 of the top 100 companies uh, were from Canada, seven of those 13 wow. from, Vancou- from Vancouver wow. right here. So um, we have tremendous uh, capabilities, and uh, we really have a window of opportunity uh, to be the forefront leader uh, in the future of the clean economy. And I think the federal government has definitely recognized that. You know, I've sat down with uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, and, you know, his vision of, of what Canada can become in terms of leading the way for you know the future of the clean economy um, has really set the stage for us to to compete on a global stage um, you know against the against much larger nations obviously the US and China are probably you know two of the ones that come top to mind for everyone but we punch way above our weight class in terms of uh, in terms of capabilities and um, you know this federal funding is going to help really accelerate uh, those companies that are already in the market or are already, you know, nascent, 
um, but really need some really need capital um, to be able to compete on the global stage. That's such a quintessentially Canadian, uh, you know, challenge that we're seeing with a lot of these companies as well, right? Absolutely, hundred percent. So I think um, traditionally we've, you know, as Canadian companies, we've we've had difficulty accessing uh, accessing capital. It's always been easier for. Um, U.S. companies to access capital. I think that's changed over the last, I would say, uh, five years, two years for sure. Um, most of the uh, most of the technology companies, the um, ICT or, or dot coms, um, you know, web based companies have gotten access to that capital f- first. There was quite a stigma against uh, clean technology uh, in in the Valley, right, where a lot of the capital comes from, uh, Silicon Valley. Um, against uh, clean technology companies, so a lot of the capital dried up. But that doesn't mean that um, they're not great companies. Why uh, was there really that are. stigma? Well, there was there was some failures like Solyndra that okay, um, sure. that you know used up a lot of capital and and you know went bankrupt, right? Um, but I think uh, I think that's an unfortunate thing because really there's a phenomenal amount of companies uh, that. Uh, you know, given access to a little bit of capital, can really go out and, and tackle huge um, global market problems and market and and you know tackle tackle the market in a way that allows them to capture market share. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, capital fuels that, and that's always been our challenge. And now that we have, um, you know, now that the federal government has put capital in place, you know, specifically for EDC and BDC, um, Export uh, Development Bank of Canada and Business um, uh, Business Development Bank of Canada, right? Um, you know, now companies like ours, hopefully, will have an opportunity to access some of that capital and to really accelerate our plans uh, and capture market share. Because uh, the window of opportunity is right now. And if we don't act right now, and if we don't uh, if we don't capitalize these companies now, we we will miss the opportunity as a nation. So, what what is that journey? I guess that a lot of these clean tech companies have to go through when it comes to accessing markets. Because Canada, lovely country, but it's a relatively small market. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if we want to have maybe a global scope for some of these clean tech industries. How do we start making our way into other markets, larger ones? You brought up China, you brought up the United States as well. But is that so easy for a Canadian company to just figure figure it all out? Uh, no, it's really not. And we need partners uh, like BDC and EDC, especially EDC. So EDC um, and Canada in general, uh, we have a phenomenal brand when we go abroad, um, even in the U.S., but especially um, outside of uh, of you know the U.S., whether it be Europe or Asia um, or Latin America, Canada as a brand and EDC especially have um, a phenomenal brand uh, within those within those regions and are really well trusted. So for us to uh, for us to go uh, abroad and into international markets is v- very viable, right? And typically, clean tech companies the uh, the market here, as you said, is very small in Canada. Um, we've had, you know, ourselves, we've had difficulty selling, um, outside of BC actually. So our company has a hundred percent market share in, in BC and then nothing in the rest of Canada. The rest of our, the rest of our customers are outside of Canada. Um, you know, us being a, a major market and most of the clean tech companies have to go to the U S 
in order to even get their very first customer, um, which is unfortunate. And I think that's something that, uh, that we're trying to change here as well. Um, we're trying to build up lo- a local ecosystem of early adopters that, um, that could also, you know, benefit greatly from, uh, from this technologies, uh, from the technologies that are being built by these local companies. Tell me more about your difficulties trying to approach other provinces outside of BC. Cause it's interesting. We have this great reputation. There are signals from the federal government to invest in this. Provincially, we have that same rallying around this sector. Why some of the challenges going to other provinces? Um, that's a great, uh, that's a great question. Maybe something that, you know, us as CEOs and, and founders of these companies haven't fully figured out. Um, <laughs> but often it, it is easier just to do business with, uh, you know, customers in the U.S. than it is to go into different provinces. Um, different policies, you know, per province, um, different mandates, different funding mechanisms, different motivations, uh, different regulations sometimes. So in, in my industry, you know, selling to the electrical utilities, there's different regulation in every province. Um, whereas in the U.S., um, there is a regulation, there is different regulation, you know, per state, but there's sort of an all-encompassing um, federal regulation that they're, that they're focused on. Um, so it can, be, it can be as simple as, you know, different policy changes or different policy mechanisms. Um, well, I guess it's complicated as that, but it can be as simple as, um, you know, you're not a, you're not a, a local provincial company and you know, there's not the incentive for them to do business with you. Mm-hmm. That's not the, that's not the case for me, but for some other companies, I know that's been the case. So I uh, hopefully we're working to change that and, uh, hopefully the provinces will I'm also intrigued by this idea of, you know, creating this local ecosystem, you said, of early adopters. Like, how do you kind of envision that being able to propel more of this going forward, more of the technology, more of the market demand for this going forward? Well, I belong to I belong to a group of uh, of CEOs called the BC uh, Cleantech CEO Alliance, and it's a group of about 30 uh, cleantech companies uh, here in Vancouver. Uh, that is focused on just that, focused on building a local uh, economy um, to accelerate um, accelerate you know our businesses and, and create an early adoption network between the large uh, the large organizations within uh, within the province and within the city. We're speaking to Misha Steiner, CEO of Awesense. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to continue the conversation after this. This podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Manning Elliott has been providing expert accounting, assurance, business advisory, tax, and valuation services to businesses in the Lower Mainland and Fraser Valley since 1952. If you're serious about taking your business and brand to the next level, and if you want an accounting firm that'll be there to help you every step of the way, give Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors a call at 604-714-3600. That's 604-714-3600. Or you can check them out on their website at manningelliott.ca. We're continuing our conversation with our guest today, Misha Steiner, CEO at Awesense. We left off, you mentioned that alliance of CEOs in the clean tech space. What would you like to see the province do? What sort of support would you like from industry to help really create a bigger, better clean tech industry here in BC? Yeah, I think, well, we put a we put a business plan together for just this and we submitted it to the um, 
to the ICED uh, supercluster proposal. Um, so we weren't uh, we weren't shortlisted for that, um, but we put together what we thought could be the future of uh, the future of you know the Canadian clean tech um, system, right? And that proposal was called the um, Clean Tech Acceleration Network, or CAN for short. Um, that would, you know, kind of put a framework together for uh, for clean tech in in Canada. Now, just because we weren't uh, shortlisted for uh, for ICED supercluster um, um, proposal, doesn't mean that we haven't. Uh, doesn't mean that we've stopped our initiatives, right? So we had. Um, you know, we had YVR uh, as a as a backer, City of Vancouver, uh, City of Surrey, um, the Port of Vancouver, um, you know, Shaw Cable, IBM. Um, so we had quite a group of of uh, of people involved in the in the proposal, and we continue to have conversations with these stakeholders. And how can we how can we help them to adopt technology uh, earlier? Um, in their in their adoption life cycle, um, so that you know companies that are nascent or you know thinking about how do they get their first customer can approach one of these uh, one of these you know stakeholders that really want to use uh, really want to use clean technologies. Um, I think culturally, I talk about this quite a lot. I think culturally here in in BC. Um, and Vancouver, especially with uh, Mayor Gregor's initiatives around, you know, being the greenest city, um, and and just culturally, um, because of our you know beautiful climate and the it's you know the best place in the world to live. Um, totally not biased there, but um, <laughs> you know we just have a culture of really trying to focus on uh, creating um, you know technologies that do good for the world, and. Um, and building systems to do that, uh, and so we, you know, as part of the alliance, we wanna we wanna figure out, okay, how do we get, uh, how do we accelerate that? How do we get funding for these companies? How do we how do we build cornerstone companies? Um, you know, like the Americans do, and like the the Chinese are doing, right? And and the you know the the Europeans have done in the past, right? Um, you know, we've built Canadians, we've built cornerstone companies before. Um, how do we do that same thing for clean technology companies? And I think the federal funding is going to um, is definitely going to help accelerate that, and it's going to be the first step that we take to uh, making you know making Canada really attractive to the global global investment community. How much of building this into like a, a big kind of cornerstone industry relies on your ability to attract? top talent to the companies because that's one of the issues that I think the federal government tried to address last year when it mm -hmm. introduced uh, the global stream. I, I think I'm messing up the name of that, but it's the uh, effort to make it far easier to bring in um, you know, top level talent into the country. Is that important or, or do we have enough talent here that, that is just kind of native to Canada already that can already you know, fill in a lot of the gaps that you guys need to uh, grow? Yeah, I, this was the second topic that I talked with uh, Prime Minister Trudeau about is, is attracting talent, right? Um, so we have a we have a window of opportunity there as well, right? So as you know, uh, nations like the UK and the US become more insular, um, and we at a federal level have become more open, right, and and attracting um, 
you know, making it open, making our borders open to every everyone from refugees, but to PhDs as well, right? And um, yes, we do have great talent uh, here, and the universities do put out amazing engineers and amazing uh, business people and, and and great talent. But we are a nation of thirty five million people, right, or thereabouts, right? And um, you know, China is one point one. 1.1 billion, right? A, more than a billion, right? We're, we're the size of a, a small city there. in yeah. China. Perhaps. We're we're yeah. we're exactly we're the size of a Chinese city, right? Um, and so we, you know, from a first principles perspective, we need to not only keep outputting talent from the universities, which we are doing a great job at, and um, but we need to attract top talent too. Um, and so having policy in place that we can do so. And, you know, make sure that if we are hiring someone, we can act quickly. Um, I think we asked for, you know, the, the previous uh, time frame when we would attract an international uh, person to uh, join our company was like six to eight months, right? Um, and I think what, you know, all the CEOs, not just the Alliance, but all the tech CEOs, we said, we want 24 hours. We want a 24-hour turn on being able to give this person a visa so that we can secure them. Because if we don't secure them, Google or Facebook, Twitter or Microsoft or someone else will. Now, they're also challenged in that, you know, it's hard for them to bring the person in, into the U.S. now. So we still have a, we have a great competitive advantage there now. Um, I think the, the wait time is down to two weeks. You know, we asked for 24 hours. It was like six, eight months. We got two weeks we'll take it, right? Like, that's great. Um, so that's phenomenal. So I think, I think the federal uh, policies that are being put in place for talent and, and for capital, they're working, right? Uh, things are working. The, the initiatives being taken are working. And um, now we just have to, uh, you know, roll up our sleeves and, and, and get to work. Right. You mentioned our competitive advantage over, say, the Googles, Amazons, those major companies mm -hmm. in the U.S., one of their competitive advantages is that they can offer intern six-figure salaries, right? And that's not necessarily something that we have firms here able to do, and yet we still have affordability issues. Is that something that you and your peers have come up against? Yeah, sure. So in Vancouver, the affordability issue is always a challenge. But then it goes back to capital, right? So are we going to capitalize the companies at a sufficient scale where we can compete? Or are we going to remain risk-adverse? Traditionally, which is what how we've been as a nation, um, and and not take it that last five yards, right? Um, and I think that's what we need to do. We need to we need to bet on companies that are you know gaining market traction, that are succeeding in the market, that have um, that have a clear sight to become winners, right? That's that's the other part of the this. BC Clean Tech CEO alliances. You know, we're we're a group of companies that really feel that we can all become billion dollar companies, and we have a line of sight um, to make that happen. And we need capital to do that, and uh, and and talent. Right? Those are the two components. Right? Great people, great technology, dominate markets. Right? 
I want to jump backwards just a little bit. Uh, you're talking about the supercluster bid can, and because we saw that when they release a shortlist, there it was kind of divided up region by region. Mm-hmm. BC got one shortlisted. We saw the Prairies mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Was this kind of a, a regional bid on your part? Was was it more of a national supercluster that you had in mind? Because I, I am intrigued by the idea that you guys still want to pursue a lot of these initiatives and just kind of the viability here. But tell me a little bit about this bid that you guys put forward. Yeah, so I led I led the initiative for that for that bid. So um, the the idea behind it was it is it was nationwide. Um, so we had stakeholders from across uh, across the country, um, but it was BC led, right? So it would be um, you know it would be fo- it would it was meant to be focused uh, here in BC at the first stage. Then um, the second stage would be to take that framework and apply it across the country. Then the third stage ultimately would be take that framework um, as you expand it across the country and then expand it globally um, so that you could have uh, super centers of clean technology hubs, essentially. You know, build the first one here in Vancouver, build the next ones across the country, um, and then build them globally, right? So you would have these you know, super centers that uh, would be very focused on, you know, building companies and technologies to solve global problems, you know, global climate change problems. So, you know, we didn't, we didn't get the nod, um, but we do have $1.4 billion in clean tech funding, which is, um, which is more than sufficient. So um, I think with our partners at BDC and EDC, we'll be able to do some pretty phenomenal things as clean tech companies. Well, you said it was BC led, which also, and you brought up how well we are represented in San Francisco. Is there something about the clean tech industry that is drawing it towards Vancouver, towards British Columbia? Is it just something about this particular jurisdiction that stands out that's different than, say, if you wanted to launch a, I don't know, a clean tech company in none of it, for example? Mm-hmm. Um, it might be the water. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> sure. Um, but culturally, uh, traditionally, I think we have a focus on on building um, some great uh, clean technologies here. Um, and there have been there have been some cornerstone um, examples of that already. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think we just have we just have a phenomenal group of of individuals that are really focused on how do we positively affect climate change. I'll give you an example. Um, at our company, Awsense, many of our customers don't really track their carbon reductions, right? So we make the grid more efficient, but if if the power source is from a carbon generating like coal, um, you know, they don't necessarily have that as a metric, but we track it as individuals. And it's very important to our culture at our company and the people that work for Awsense. So we've curtailed over 700,000 tons of carbon um, for our customers. Um, it's like plucking, you know, 30, 30 plus million cars off the road every wow. year, right? So, you know, for us culturally and for the people and for the talent that I attract to our company, that's really important, right? They see that as a metric that they can be proud of, right? And those people that, you know, either live here or want to move to Vancouver or Canada, you know, they're attracted to those those type of metrics for whatever reason. Again, it might be the water. It might be the great skiing, but <laughs> it's something, right? There's something here that's very special, um, very special focused around clean technology. Well, excellent. Misha, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the program. 
Thank you so much for having me. That's Misha Steiner, CEO of AwSense, and you're listening to the Business in Vancouver podcast. We are brought to you by Manning Elliott Accounts and Business Advisors. Haley, if we want to find you on social media or online, what's the best way to do that? Online, head on over to BIV.com. We have a new site, so please feel free to check that out. And if you want to connect with me, my handle is at Haley Wooden. And you can find me at Reporton. That's R-E-P-O-R-T-O-N. For now, this is the Business in Vancouver podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening.